are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners. Today is Friday, March 4th, 2022. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Tiny Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that if you are interested and want more of us. It is Fan Fiction Friday here on Lockdown Mariners today. and But before we get into your Mariners mock trade proposals, we're going to look at Seattle's lineup and discuss where it stacks up against the rest of the AL West. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. We greatly appreciate it. So the Mariners only made one move thus far in the offseason to address their lineup. They traded for second baseman slash left fielder Adam Frazier. But other than that, no real changes have been made. Kyle Seeger is now officially off of the team and officially retired. And that's about where we are. We know that the Mariners have shown a lot of interest in the likes of Chris Bryan and Trevor Story and Seiya Suzuki, but nothing has come of that because we're obviously in the midst of a lockout. So the lineup for now is pretty incomplete, but we're going to talk about how, as it currently stands, where it stacks up against the rest of the division that they're in. So Colby, where do you think their lineup right now falls? Um, again, where everything is right now, it's probably the yep. worst in the division. Um, you know, you kind of start looking through and you go, okay, well, Houston is probably still the best. Um, even if they lose Correa, it's still um, right there near the top. And then obviously, you know, the Angels have Trout and Otani and Rendon. Um, they can hit like uh, that's never been in doubt. Uh, you know, Oakland still has the mats. Um, they still have Loriano. Uh, um, so Oakland's probably a little bit ahead of where Seattle is. And then uh, Texas has the two big guys in the middle uh, and include, and also guys like Nate Lau or low. I always, one's Lau, one's low. Um, and they have Adolis Garcia who really tapered off in the second half of last year, but still that lineup, probably a little bit better than Seattle's, which right now is largely Ty France and Mitch Haniger. Um, so yeah, right now it's at best fourth, I think in, in the division yeah, and probably last, uh, just because they lack the, the impact of, of the Simeon Seeger, uh, one, two punch. So, um, mm-hmm. it's got a long way to go, but, uh, thankfully, you know, uh, it's it's going to get there. Like, there's very little doubt that the uh, the Mariners are going to add a significant bat or two uh, once the lockout lifts. So right now it's yeah. fifth, but, you know, come opening day, I would think it's probably going to be third, maybe second, uh, kind of depending on how the rest of the agency goes. They're not going to be able to match the star power that the Rangers added, even if they get someone like Story, even if they add both Story and Bryant. Like, those guys they're worse than Simeon and Seager. At least I would, I would make that argument when all four guys are, are at their healthiest. But um, I think that they can make a, a, a lineup that is longer 
than the Rangers. That is ultimately going to be better than the A's because, look, the A's are more than likely going to trade Matt Olson whenever things get back underway. They're probably going to trade Matt Chapman. They're going to make some moves that are going to that is going to make their lineup significantly worse. So I think that the Mariners at the end of the day are going to be able to overtake the Rangers and the A's here. I don't think that they're going to be able to do enough that that puts them over the Angels and the Astros, you know, for as much crap as we give the Angels, right? That's still a really good lineup with two, you know, three superstars with Rendon and Otani and, and Trout. And then, you know, they have some other, you know, com- complimentary pieces like um, Fletcher. Yeah, yeah, et cetera. So, yeah, they, 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 they have a really nice lineup. The Astros, like you said, even without Correa, they still have Jordan Alvarez. They still have Kyle Tucker. They still have Jose Altuve. They still have Yuli Gurriel. They still got, you know, Alex Bregman, of course. They still got a lot of firepower in that lineup. So mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't foresee the, the, the Mariners overtaking either one of those teams, but I think there's a pretty good shot that they go into opening day with a better, lengthier lineup than uh, the A's and the Rangers, even if they're not able to match that star power of the Rangers. But yeah. Um, you know, they, they still have some good pieces in place right now. Mitch Hanniger, Ty France, uh, JP Crawford. Um, but, you know, Adam Frazier, of course. Little but, um, yeah. Um, but, you know, th- there's also just a lot of upside that you're kind of banking on right now with Jerry Kelnick, mm-hmm. eventually Julio Rodriguez, even Abraham Toro. Yeah. Um, so there, there's still like a lot of uncertainty in, in this lineup that, that puts it near or at the bottom for me right now. Um, but there, there's definitely a path to, uh, to making it a lot better than it, than it currently looks. Yeah. I mean, if they go out and they add, I just a couple of the guys that they're linked to Chris Bryant and Suzuki or whoever you want to put it or Trevor uh-huh. story and, and Chris Bryant, or as we call him, Trevor Bryant or Chris story, um, like they yep. pull off that miracle. Uh, then you start kind of looking at it and you go, okay, well, again, still not as deep as the Astros um, and the Angels. And obviously, like nobody's going to outdo the one-two punch that the Angels have of Trout and Otani, assuming both can stay healthy, which, you know, eh, hasn't really worked out yeah. so far. But um, yeah, you start stacking it and you go, okay, well, look, we have Bryant, we have Hanniger, we have France in the middle. Um, we hope Kelnick takes the next step. We really think Julio is going to come up and hit uh, pretty soon. Um, you know, we like Suzuki's mm-hmm. bat. And then even the guys where there's some, you know, offensive issues. I mean, you're talking about guys who, you know, take walks, don't strike out, put the ball in play. Um, and you're just in a position where, you know, basically your biggest holes are hoping that Jared Kelnick's September is, is more real than the other months and catcher, which is pretty much a black hole for every team in baseball offensively. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you, you've got to add a couple of major pieces here, but it does sound like the Mariners are trying to do that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident that if we have this discussion again on opening day, I would say they're probably going to jump the the A's and the, and the Rangers. Um, but still, I, I, I just like you said, it's it's hard to envision any scenario where they jump either the Astros or the uh, or the Angels, mm. unless, you know, JP just randomly has like a 20 home run season and, and Kelnick is the September Kelnick and Cal Raleigh yeah. all of a sudden looks like he can hit like it, it would take some minor miracles to jump either of those two teams. But uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's definitely the area that needs the most work right now. Be sure to check out 
the uh, Locked On A's podcast, the Locked On Angels, and Locked On Rangers, Locked On Astros to see how they feel about where the Mariners are and where their respective teams are lineup-wise. But like we said, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's an incomplete picture right now for the Mariners lineup-wise. But you guys actually have some ideas on how to make it better. So that's what we're going to be looking at with Fan Fiction Friday in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. And just a reminder to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us. So let's begin Fan Fiction Friday, everyone's favorite. Let's look at what we got via our email, LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. We only got two trade proposals via email this week. One comes from Jay Qua. It's a Mariners and Reds deal, which uh, this one made me giggle a little bit reading it. Uh, Edwin Arroyo and Kyle Lewis for Sonny Gray and Jake Bowers. The Bower Rangers could return via this deal. What do you think, Colby? Always be open to the return of the Bowers Rangers, but um, we we're going to have T-shirts made, but Ty was lazy. Anyways, um, <clears throat> Yeah, it feels kind of like selling low on Kyle Lewis a little bit, but not a ton. You know what I mean? Like, I struggle with Kyle Lewis trades because I still believe in the player. I, I think that's a guy who's, you know, at least mm-hmm. an average bat, um, you know, 100 WRC plus guy with with power, um, you know, pretty good ability to use all fields. We've seen him do it. Uh, he'll probably always hit for a decent average, um, probably around league average at least. Um yeah, and I and I don't want to just say that, oh, he can't play center field anymore because he hurt the same knee again. Like, we don't know that. Maybe he can't, but maybe he can. And if he can, that's an everyday player. And even if he can't, that's a that's a really, really good fourth outfielder who's probably going to break out randomly one year and have like a 35 home run season where he hits 270 because mm-hmm. that's just kind of the upside he carries. So I like Sonny Gray. He definitely helps. And, and I understand the idea that Kyle Lewis is a bit of a – an expendable piece in people's minds, but I just, I think I can get Sonny Gray without trading Kyle Lewis. And I would rather trade, you know, stout, um, Connor Phillips, uh, even Brandon Williamson, honestly, than uh, than Kyle Lewis. I just, I don't want to give up on him. And then Arroyo is a little too good to be a throw in. I, I think if I'm trading Kyle Lewis for Sonny Gray, like that's yeah. all I'm willing to give up. Yeah. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. And if you're basically looking at it from a two for two swap, I mean, I'm not swapping Edwin Arroyo for, for Jake Bowers, you know, or Kyle Lewis, whatever, which it's, that's not really what the steal is, right? Like it's, it's Arroyo and Lewis for gray. And I think that's too much. I think that's too much of an overpay. Um, 
you know, I think the best piece that the Reds could feasibly get in a Sonny Gray deal from the Mariners is Brandon Williamson. And even that's stretching it a little bit. You know, I, I would prefer the Mariners give up someone more in their 10 to 15-ish range of prospects. So that's kind of starting with Levi Stout, who we've heard has, you know, the Reds have some interest in. We've also heard that the Reds have some interest in Brandon Williamson. Um, but yeah, uh, just for the reasons that you mentioned, right? I'm not ready to give up on Kyle Lewis either. Plus, if he can get back to full strength or at least close to it, he can really help me in 2022. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that goes back to the whole lineup conversation that we just had and, uh, and making it, you know, more, more lengthy. So, yeah, uh, I think this is just a bit much from the Mariners side of things. Um, the Jake Bowers inclusion is, is funny. Um, that's why I, I said I, I giggled when I read this. Uh, but if they wanted Jake Bowers, they would have just figured out a way to keep him this offseason before he hit free agency. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to give this one uh, 35. Wow. Okay. I was going to say uh, 45 because like if they made this deal, like forget Bowers for a second, but if they made this deal, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just gray. Or it's an overpay. And a it's small a- piece. Like what if it's like gray and Amir Garrett or something like that? You'd it's still, still an like, overpay. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is an overpay, but it's also like one where you're like, hmm, I kind of get it. Arroyo is years away, half a decade away at least. Um, and Lewis, you know, again, you do have the kind of this jumble of outfielders and you really need that, that mid rotation starter because like we just talked about, the lineup is never going yeah. to be, you know, top. Of but the I just I, f- I feel that I can work out a deal that makes more sense than this where I give I up someone again, that doesn't if, hurt me as more as, as Kyle Lewis. Right. I agree. But the deal proposed, basically, I'm looking at it as like if this came across the ticker. You know, what would my reaction be? I'd be like, oh, that's that's a bit much, but I'm happy to have Sonny Gray and it's not egregious. Like it's not like they traded Julio, you know. So right. um, yeah, I'll give it a four. I don't know. It would sting for me. It would sting for me. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, it, it would it would, but it's also I, I could understand it. I just wouldn't like mm-hmm. it. Sure. Okay. So Cole wants to know if a Mariners Mets trade in which the Mariners get Jeff McNeil. And the Mets get Abraham Toro and Zach Deloach would work. Probably not. I I just look. There's no debating that McNeil is a better player than Toro. But Toro plus Deloach. It just it feels like I'm I'm probably still making this deal. Don't get me wrong. If I'm the Mariners. But after no, I, the year that McNeil just had, yeah, and thinking about the upside that Toro has, yeah. plus I have to give up Deloach in the process. Fourth outfielder. It, yeah. I just well, yeah. maybe that's how you feel. <laughs> that's how you feel too. You haven't ranked fourteenth. Yeah, that's true. So, I do feel like ooh, that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but but so, yeah, like no, nice but in general that. though, like like yeah. if, if it's it's just there's a lot there's a lot that kind of goes into the thought process here of, of this, and, and that makes me a little bit hesitant um, on this from the Mariner side. I still mm-hmm. probably make this deal at the end of the day. Now, 
to the Mets do this? Obviously, they there's been reports that they're pretty much done with McNeil. They want to wash their hands of him. They're not mm-hmm. going to give him away for nothing, right? He has considerable value, but it seems like they do want to move on from that situation. Toro would be a viable replacement, and apparently a lot of teams love him. Yeah. And, you know, Brandon, Brandon could Nemo's they get something better for him than this? Probably. Brandon Nemo's headed to free agency after the year, so... If they think Deloach can play center field, you know, he should be ready sometime middle of next year, in a, in theory at least. So, um, sure sounds like they want a starting pitcher for him, though. Uh, yeah. And if you're the Mariners, you don't have one to give, not realistically anyways. Um, yeah. So, I think to get McNeil, you'll have to do a three-team deal, and that would probably be with the Reds. Um Or Oakland. Um, yeah. So, it just... Like the deal Bassett looks, would make a lot of sense for the for the Mets, by the way. Who would? Bassett. Yeah. Yep. Or Mania. Mm-hmm. Tons of sense. And then they could flip, uh, you know, McNeil to Seattle, and then Seattle could send what? What would Mania or Bassett? Connor Phillips and Connor Phillips, Zach Deloach, uh, Will Fleming, Edwin Arroyo. I don't know somebody who's a little yeah. bit away, like. Yeah. They could do that for McNeil, and I think that would work um, pretty well. Um, the deal as it is right now, like valuation-wise, I think it's fine. McNeil's probably worth a little bit more than that. But again, the Mets are trying to compete for a World Series this year. They're really looking for starting pitching. McNeil's kind of their best trade chip to go get it without dipping into their farm system even more. Um, so in practicality, it's probably like a 40 grade in terms of just like vacuum you know, uh, value. It's probably a 45 fringe 50, somewhere in that range. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it probably yeah 45 as well. Um, it's fine. I just, I'm not sure it works for the Mets. Yeah. I don't think it works for the Mets. And I think there's a little bit of hesitancy from the, from the Mariners side of things as well. There shouldn't be, but knowing how much they love Toro, there probably is. Mm-hmm. So Twitter, what do you have to offer on Twitter? Let's start with Brandon Cabo at K3BBA. Mariners trade Kyle Lewis to the Phillies for uh, men. You guys really hate Kyle Lewis today. <laughs> uh, so so Phillies give up Matt Veerling and uh, Donnie Sands. And uh, Sands, uh, as uh, Brandon mentions, had a 80 plus percent contact rate in a 200 plus ISO at double A and ready to break out. Matt Veerling uh, had uh, some pretty high exit velocities. Uh, so what do you think about this deal? Yeah, it's a no from me. Um, I, I understand the exit velocity thing and I understand um you know, I understand why Kyle Lewis would be, you know, of interest to the Phillies. I, I get why um, Veerling and Sand would be of interest to the Mariners. But I, it, there's a reason why we rarely see trades where teams swap the same position, right? Um, it just doesn't happen that much. And if you're the Mariners, you know Kyle Lewis, you've worked with Kyle Lewis, you trust Kyle Lewis. You kind of feel like you can count on him, like you know who he is, how he's going to work, all of that stuff. The other two guys you're trying to figure out and is the difference between that package and just keeping Kyle Lewis worth that risk. 
of whether or not they work in your clubhouse because there's no what cannot be debated is that Kyle Lewis has a far longer track record of major league success um, than either of those two guys. So um, like I said, I think it's a, I think it's a clever trade, but I think it's actually trying to be yeah. a little too clever. Um, like I just, uh, I'm not, I'm stuff. not giving up on Kyle Lewis for this. No, like um, again, if they want to do like, if, I, if I'm going to hesitate at trading, at trading Kyle Lewis for Sonny Gray, I'm definitely not doing this deal. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's like, Oh, do you want to give us Zach Eflin and Beerling? Then maybe we can talk because Eflin's only got one year left, you know, and he's not going to be ready until maybe June at this point. Um, yeah. Even that yeah, I'm just, probably not doing. Yeah, probably not. Like I, I'm still heavily invested in Kyle Lewis and maybe I'm wrong. Um, and if I am, that's it's, not just a, it's a bad time to sell on Kyle Lewis. Oh, you're, you're selling for at best 50, 60 cents on the dollar. Yeah. It's just, so, it's a bad time to do it. He's more valuable to you. Like he, he could legitimately help you if he's healthy this year. Like he's he fills healthy, a he's, need. If he's healthy, he's probably your third best hitter right now. He give and he gives you certainty in the outfield, which you sorely lack. Right. Right. So, I mean, yeah. And he's particularly uh, at center field. Right. If right. he can play, assuming he can play, but that's it, a big right. F too. It is, but it's not like he's going to be like, Oh, well he can only DH now. Like that's not where he's at. He could still play in the corners. Um, no. he doesn't even, yeah, it's just, you don't want to re-aggravate it. You don't, you know, there's a right, lot that goes right. into but that, but he yeah. doesn't even turn 27 until the all-star break and you have him for four more years and he has all three options left. I just, I'm not, I'm not ready to ship Kyle Lewis, not for nothing. Like that's, that's not what this trade is. Cause you do get a couple of interesting, you know, yeah. older prospects, but I'm not trading Kyle Lewis, you know, unless I'm getting somebody I can really bank on improving my, my major league club. And I just, I can't do that with, with the two, uh, with Verilins and sand. I just, I, I can't do it. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pass for me, but it is creative. I'll give him that. Indeed. All right. We got about, I believe, three or four more trades to go. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, that is. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. And it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Now, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high in protein. So replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High-protein, low-cal, high-fiber, low-carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many amazing flavors they have to offer. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Mmm, just sounds so good. Now, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. This episode of Locked On Mariners is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. 
Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, back to the trades. Let's start with Gavin Gardner, who has an Evan White and Dylan Moore deal for Kevin Kiermeyer and Tyler Glass now. How do you feel about this? Just not that interested in glass now. Um, because again, we're assuming there's no setbacks and he's ready to go on opening day 2023. And that's the only year I get of him. And it's the year coming off of his injury. Like I don't even get the year after the year after. Yeah. You know, what I mean, the, the second year off the injury, like I. Like, look, I'm not. I'm just not willing to give up anything that's even mildly useful to me. Potentially, like I'm not ready to give. Like I've said this multiple times on the show now because we've had multiple Evan White trade proposals in the past, which basically sells him for pennies on the dollar. (laughs) I'm just not ready to give up on him. Dylan Moore, whatever. Like he might not even make the 26 man roster, depending on what the Mariners do the rest of the offseason. And to get Kevin Kiermaier in the deal, that that obviously you know solves a pretty big need for the Mariners right now albeit at a pretty expensive cost of $14 million. But right. yeah, it's just, uh, I'm looking at it as more for Kiermaier, which is fine in my opinion. And then white for glass. Now that part, I look, oh, and I know this has been, this has been uh, speculated about before. I think this Evan white for glass now was the, the deal that Joe Doyle uh, wrote yep. about. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get the reasoning behind it. I just, for the reason that you said, though, we don't know if there's going to be setbacks. We don't know what kind of version of Tyler Glass now we're going to get. We don't know if he's going to be ready by opening day. And I've said this time and time again when we've talked about Glass now before is like, at most, I'm kind of banking on him giving me maybe 10 good starts coming off of the injury. The further removed that he gets from the injury. Yeah, is that worth go- Evan White? To some people, yeah. it might be like I get it. Like this is kind of like the the Jay Qua trade from uh, the last segment, where like if I see this scroll across the ticker, I'm like, eh, it's a bit of an overpay. Yeah, but I get it. Like, and it's it's really I'm not. Yeah, I'm not disappointed by this deal. No, I would I, say. it's like okay. Like I understand it, um, but there's also no reason to trade Evan White. I know people are ready to give up on him, but you don't have to because he has options, and you know and he's athletic enough to play elsewhere. So it's not like you can say, well, he's a first base only. So like, if he can't, you know, Ty France is the first baseman. He doesn't fit. Well, no, Evan White can play in the outfield. He's that good of an athlete. And if both Evan White and Ty France hit, you figure it out. So you don't have to trade Evan White. And by the way, if you wait until Evan White does hit, you're going to get more in a trade than, you know, 
70 innings of a pitcher coming off of an injury and one year of a league at best, a league average bat with plus center field defense is going to cost $14 million. So yeah, it's just one of those deals where it's like, if I saw it, I'd be like, I get it, but I don't love it. It's, it's okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this one like a 45. Yeah. Same. Bleacher Report, this is a deal that we were sent by both Doug Salisbury and let me get the other guy's name real quick. Sorry, Brandon uh, via email. Um, <laughs> God, where do we even start with this? All right. So Bleacher Report said that the Mariners, they have this proposal where the Mariners give up Noel V. Marte, Mitch Hanniger, and George Kirby for Matt Chapman and Frankie Montes. So go to Bleacher Report for your baseball news. They don't know what they're talking about. No. Idea. So Zero. you want me to trade two top 25 prospects in all of baseball and my second best hitter for a declining third baseman and a pitcher who has put together number two production once in his entire career yeah and only has two years left of club control um how politely can jerry depoto say bite me because probably like that yeah yeah uh that's that's just breaks the scale at zero it's stupid like whoever wrote this is 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 dumb yeah this is um the same level as that Yankee fan from last week's. Uh, and this is from Bleacher Report. Fan Fiction so. Friday. Yeah. yeah. Like, if Jerry DePoto I, pulled off this trade, like if he made this exact trade, I would call for his job immediately. Yeah. You know what's really sad? Someone got paid to write this article. Yeah. Money. They got paid money. Like, actual money. Money was exchanged for this kind of article it's like they asked an oakland a's fan what would you have to get to trade these two guys and they're like oh those are my two favorite players so like it's like honestly honestly it would have been less ridiculous if they had just asked for julio rodriguez straight up i'm not even joking it would have been less it was still would have been bad but it would have been less ridiculous than noel v Marte and george kirby who's going to make his debut this year and, and mitch Hanniger. yeah like <laughs> it would have been it would have been bad if they had asked said Julio straight up for those two guys. That's bad. right. Right. It's not as okay. bad as this trade. Zero. All right. Let, let's stop wasting our, our breath on this. Um, let's go to crazy shark who wants to know if uh, a Justin Dunn and a player to be named later for Jeff McNeil would work. I mean, there, there's uh, a lot of uh, ambiguity there. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, who is the player to be named later? Is it Julio Rodriguez? <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, um, I don't know. Justin Dunn isn't going to be the, isn't the caliber of starter that the Mets are looking for just to actually seriously address this. Um, the player to be named later, I, I assume you're probably thinking someone that's in the, 15 to 25 range in consensus Mariners prospect ranks. That's just not going to get it done um, no. for Jeff McNeil. Even if it's a little bit higher than that, 
still probably not going to get it done for Jeff McNeil. I, I just, like Colby said earlier, when we were talking about the other McNeil deal, they probably want a starting pitcher back. And again, Justin Dunn just isn't that guy. Yeah. You know what? Here, Here's a new proclamation. Cause I have a feeling we're going to be doing fan fiction Friday for at least a couple more weeks. Um, no players to be named later. Come to the table with a player or don't get graded. That's simple. And we're starting that right now because if the player to be named later is Levi Stout, then just say Levi Stout. If it's Levi Stout and Justin Dunn, probably not enough for McNeil, but okay. Like prospect wise, I think that's about the right area. But mm-hmm. if it's, you know, Justin Dunn and Andrew Moore, well, that that's a 20. Like, you know what I mean? So don't come to us with players to be named later. So 20 from you yeah just because it's I, I don't know what what is the player to be named later who is it i can't grade yeah. a trade where i don't know all the parameters so yeah i'm not you know what not even a 20 incomplete incomplete <laughs> see me after class like give us a name man give us a name okay uh last trade of the day comes from aiden mariners get jake knoll Second baseman, first baseman, slash 20. left fielder. He's more of a first baseman for Colin Davis and Fred via Real. Uh, I have no interest in trading Colin Davis for Jake Knoll. No. It doesn't even matter about via Real. Uh, Davis is someone that's probably has He's a pretty good chance to stick in, in center field. Uh, I'm not trading it for a guy that's uh, more or less struggled to stay at the big league level as a first baseman. So. Yeah, Colin Davis is interesting. He's got some he's got some tools. And while he's not in the top, you know, 20, although I have him pretty close, honestly. Um he's a very interesting player. And I'm just gonna take the shot on him because Noel gives me nothing I can't go get out of the free agent scrap bin on a minor league deal. So yeah. No. Just no. Noel feels very Jose Marmaleosi. How dare you invoke his name? But yeah, basically YouTube YouTube player of the game, Jose Marmaleos. The highlight of his career. By the way, I'm that, or the or the or the line drive home run that he hit off Dustin of uh, May. Dustin yeah. May. I think left. By the way, I'm fully expecting Marmaleos to go where to go, Japan or or the KBO? I think Japan, right? Somewhere. He's going to be one of the best hitters in the Japanese league. (laughs) I'm totally calling it right now. Oh, absolutely. But uh, he's going to come. He's going to come back to Major League Baseball in a couple years. Yeah. 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 uh, yeah. (laughs) Get like a three year deal. Did you see Stefan Romero got a deal somewhere? Yeah. Minor league deal with the Dodgers. Dodgers? Yeah. That's cool. I like Stefan Romero. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, he played pretty well over in the uh, MPB, right? It was MPB. Uh, it was yeah, Japan. Yeah, uh, Eric Dames went to Korea. He also got a minor right. deal with uh, Oakland. So yeah, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. to answer to answer the trade, just go sign like Jose Rodon to uh, Rondon. Sorry, go just go sign him to a minor league deal. What's the difference? Yeah, um, thirty, twenty-five, twenty, twenty. <laughs> I just, come on, Aiden. You're better than this. 
Yeah. This is, uh, I mean, like, this is very much in line with your brand, but maybe a, a little too too far in. Maybe you're getting a little too cute with it. Just maybe we propped Villarreal. you up a little too much with this. <laughs> you should have just, just, just gone with Real. Then I would have given you your 50, I don't care about this trade uh, grade that I usually do. 40. So. 40, 40 is the uh, indifference grade. Oh, is it? Is that what we decided? Okay. okay. I thought we decided that 40 was the indifference grade. Okay, fine. Fine, we'll yeah. stick with that. But <laughs> yeah. All right. So well, yeah. that's going to do it for one. our show. Um, thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners for Colby Patnode. I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, the C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CEPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day now make your second listen of the day locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling and just like us their show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts so have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend and we will see you on monday peace